0: Hey guys, welcome to Nature's Edge. This is Dale and uh, we're going to do an interesting show today. Something a, a little different, but you know I'm all about the outdoor world and certainly what we're going to talk about uh, takes place in the outdoors. I'm going to introduce you to, to three, uh, three guests that I have here today and these three guests also happen to be actors in the outdoor drama that takes place uh, this summer in Cherokee, North Carolina, called Unto These Hills. First, I'm gonna introduce Mr. Carson Lambert, and Carson returns for his second season at Unto These Hills. He's an Eastern Cherokee first descendant, and um, he is attended uh, Newberry College. I can't even read my own writing, and, and uh, we're studying uh, communications, and, and probably will do a better job than I'm doing right now. Carson's also interning with the tribe this summer. Carson, welcome. Next is Kara Marson. Kara returns for her third season, uh, and she grew up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Always hoped to be involved with, uh, with the show Into These Hills, and Kara earned her Bachelor of Arts in Acting from Campbell University, and Kara's family are proud members of the waccamaw Sioux tribe, and she is of Cherokee descent. We have another Kara. Kara Funky. Is that right, Kara Funky? I like that. Originally from Greenwood, South Carolina, Kara now resides in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where she teaches as an adjunct professor of music at Covenant College and directs music for the uh, middle school and high school musical productions at Chattanooga Christian Christian School. She attended Belhaven University in Jackson, Mississippi, and Belmont University in Tennessee. Just a side note, one of my first girlfriends was from Bell Haven University in Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> and that's a whole other story that we can get into uh, a little later. Um, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, certainly, Unto These Hills, um, but I also want to talk a little bit about the Cherokee Historical Association, which is involved with, uh, with, with putting on the show. And uh, Carson, you want to jump in there and just tell us a little bit about uh,
1: the Historical Association? Well, I know after World War II, the Western North Carolina Associated Communities was formed in order to promote tourism in the greater area. And then out of that spurned the Cherokee Historical Association, founded in 1948. It is a nonprofit. Their mission statement is as follows. To preserve and perpetuate the history and culture of the Cherokee people. And they do that through operating the Oconalefty Indian Village, which is a living history museum where people can actually go and see demonstrations of the way crafts and weapons were made as well as see social dances and a few other things and talk to a bunch of people who are very knowledgeable about, about Cherokee culture. And then in addition to that, since 1950, we have been performing Unto These Hills and we are in our 65th season this year. Which is very exciting, and uh, so those are just a couple of things that the Cherokee Historical Association does in order to perpetuate the culture.
0: Yeah, and and unto these hills, uh, which is what we're really going to talk about a little bit. It it's it's one of the oldest, isn't it,
1: outdoor dramas
0: in the United States? The second oldest, is it? Uh,
1: second to Lost Colony.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's I I knew it was. It had been out there for for a long time, and. Uh, It changes every season, doesn't it? In other words, if you saw it last year, it's going to be a little different this year. Kara, one of you. (laughs)
2: Uh, It has changed. I've been there three years now. Um, My first two years, the show was pretty similar, but they did make some changes to the script. They update it. They throw in some more cultural aspects, some more historical aspects each year. So, yeah, you can't go every year expecting to see the same thing. The show is going to keep growing and keep getting better, and new things will be seen every year.
0: And um, is it every night? Is it on every night of the week? Every or?
2: night except for Sundays. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, I
0: thought you guys got one night, one, <laughs> one break, uh, uh, to do that. Kara, um, number two, get up close <laughs> to your mind, get ready to talk loud. The um, Tell me about the process of, of becoming an actor of Unto These Heels.
3: Um, well, I know for me, this is my first year uh, working with Unto These Hills, and um, trying. we got the script in advance and trying to learn your own lines, um, but a lot of just learning the culture and learning more about the characters, for me, happened when I arrived here um, in Cherokee and just talking to the locals, going to the Indian village, um, and just watching and learning and lots of listening and observing Um, to help me understand who my character is in the show.
1: Carson, how big is the cast? Wow, I think we have 60-something people in the cast. I'm not sure if that includes the youth cast or not, but it is a very large cast with crew and everyone together. It's an effort of very close to 100 people to put on this production.
0: And and I know that... uh... When you start, you have choreographers that you're working with and historians and, and everything else. Tell us uh, uh, a little bit about the premise
1: of Unto These Hills. Well, Unto These Hills is an epic in the literal sense of the word. It spans a long period of history from uh, just before the War of 1812 in the events leading up to that through the events leading up to the removal and beyond that and uh, focuses in on the story of Solly and the sacrifice which he made so that the Cherokee people could stay in the location that they're living today. And uh, and then it kind of goes through that up into um, leads into where we are today as a modern culture. You might tell people who Solly was. Yeah, that's that's probably a good idea. Solly was a farmer and uh, he ended up Basically, becoming a martyr for the Cherokee people, there was a uh, a bit of a skirmish with some soldiers who were killed, and um, the United States government needed a figurehead to serve justice to and uh, to to really placate the feelings of uh, the settlers in the area. And uh, that man happened to be Solly, who gave his life so that everyone could stay. And who plays Solly? Mike Crow Jr.
0: Yeah. Mike is a is a good friend of mine, and and many of you that have seen uh, uh, plenty of material from the Cherokee and billboards and stuff, you might recognize Mike all on there. He's a uh, he's a he's a true warrior. And he's a uh, was in the Marine Corps, I think. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, yes, Mike, he was. Yeah, was in there, and I know he's been affiliated with uh, unto these hills and the village and the museum there for for. Uh, quite some time you talked a little bit uh, about the uh, about the village kerry uh, uh, you guys have, have you certainly go through the village and 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 are around the village um, uh, what, what are some other things people need to know about the village either one of you or both of you i don't care
2: um well the village is really great the thing i love about the village is that it's a great thing for people of all ages. I love, I used to give a lot of tours, I worked as a tour guide there, to fourth graders, and they were definitely um, one of our most engaged audiences because they're so interested in learning about how people make crafts or weapons or things of that nature. They get really interested at a young age by going to the village because they get to see it. A lot of kids uh, that are visual learners, that's the do much better learning by seeing things being done rather than reading about it at school so it's really interesting to get the kids in there and to get older people too um to have them watching social dances and things like that
0: oh you're absolutely right and you know not just kids i think we're all visual learners right I think it, it, you know if if uh i can read about something all day but if i can actually put my hands on it and do it i really remember it you know you remember the mistakes and what worked and what didn't work and i and i think that's one of the great things about the village is it really gives people of all age an opportunity to get up close and personal if you will with with cherokee and with the culture and with the history and uh, uh that goes on there um when what period is the uh, is the village is it is it uh, late 1700s or 1800s do you know
2: uh it's late 1700s mm-hmm.
0: yeah i, I was mm-hmm. thinking it, it was probably uh somewhere in that uh, that time frame mm-hmm. i'm choking myself on my uh cord here for some reason um this is dale you are tuned into nature's edge we're going to take a little short break and we're going to come back and uh, and continue our discussion with the two cares and with carson about <laughs> uh about cherokee and about uh The drama, Unto These Hills. We shall return. Welcome back. This is Dale, and you are listening to Nature's Edge. And today we're talking about... uh, Eastern Band of Cherokees production of "Unto These Hills" and a little bit about the Cherokee Historical Association. We're doing that with Mr. Carson Lambert, Miss Kara Morrison, and Miss Kara Funky. I still like to say Funky, and uh, we can say Funky yes, without can, getting in yeah. trouble. So uh, we'll we'll do that, um, guys. Before we were talking about the village a little bit, and 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 of course the drama itself. Um, Back on the Back on the drama, the, the the cast is from all over, right? I mean they're, they're, they're from all over the United States or uh...
1: Absolutely. Uh, generally speaking, people are more regionally based because they go to auditions regionally. They go to uh, the IOTs that's uh, out wait, IOTs is that correct?
2: Institute of Outdoor Theater.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. That one, acronyms. And uh, SETC, that's the Southeastern Theater Conference, they do local auditions to cast Cherokee actors in yep. the show. And, uh, but then, again, you can send in video auditions. So we've had people from uh, New Mexico or from Boston. Uh, we have a guy from Alaska in the show this year. So, uh, yes, all over.
0: And most of, is, is most of the cast uh, American Indian?
1: Uh, no, no. I, I would say it's probably a, a minority of the cast. Um, a lot of times they do have to uh, cast people based on looks. Right. So generally they stick to, uh, you know, more darker skin, darker haired people. Sure. But also uh, there are a, a fair amount of actual Native Americans in the cast as well. So and
0: so they recast every year, correct? I mean, the, when the, so if, if, if I've got some people listening to the show that, that might want to be involved with Unto These Heels next year, uh, where do they find out about uh, about casting and that sort of thing, Kara?
3: Um, I know for me, I was part of the Southeastern Theater Conference, and that's where I heard about "Unto These Hills" was being part of the audition there. Um, so if you're if you go to the IOT or the SCTC or UPTA, um, oftentimes you'll run into Upta? UPTA is another one. What is uh, Upta? United Professional Theater Association. Yeah. All
0: right. And uh, so I guess uh, my actor listeners out there will know what these uh, abbreviation places are and, and, and where they go for that. Now, I, I know you, now you guys live uh, sort of on a little campus there, uh, not too far from, from where the drama takes place, right? Dormitory kind of style stuff?
3: Yes. It's uh, walking distance from the theater up the hill, so we call it The Hill. Um, and we all, uh, well, most of us live on site um, in apartments like uh, dwelling
0: like yeah it's almost like being back in college i've i've, I've been up there so i kind of know what, you, what you're thinking and um uh, carol uh, morrison mm-hmm. uh carol number two are you were you carol one i don't remember but anyway <laughs> uh you uh you said you worked at the village uh there for a while uh, uh giving tours and and things now uh, are the are the what do they call the men and women at the village? Are they, they're not, I know they're not reenactors. What are they? What's the? How do they view themselves?
2: Uh, well, depending on uh, what it is, uh, a lot of the people there refer to themselves as village interpreters. Yes. Yes, and they speak to people, um, giving them a bit about the history and what the life would have been like in that in that era.
0: And um, how long does it take to go through the village if somebody? Shows up there, and buys a ticket, and and the, are the tours guided, or can you just do your own thing?
2: Uh, well, in the summer season, about half the tour is guided. When you first show up to the village, usually you're taking on a tour of what we call the craft line, where they show you exclusively different crafts like pottery, beadwork, uh, weapons, things like that. After you finish that part of your tour, you'll actually get to go and explore the rest of the village on your own. They offer different things to look at, like... Uh, Examples of housing like cabins and things. You also can go see a, a lecture in our council house or at the square grounds. So there's different things going on throughout the day. So you really could spend all day there if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, you,
0: you really can. And I, and I know the people that uh, that are there uh, in the village are, are very knowledgeable and and are very easy to talk to. And, right. And open to talk to. I mean, and so uh, and and can ask questions. And uh, the last time I was there, I actually heard a lady ask a question, and and it confirm something to me. I'd always heard there are no stupid questions. I heard one. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to go into what it was, but there are some stupid questions out there. So, uh, yeah, so they... So, and and what are the... Do you know what the hours of operation are for the village?
2: Um, we, uh, they change throughout the season. I know right now, because they're getting into their busy season and uh, heading into July, they have uh, longer hours... I want to say they open at... I believe it's
3: 9.30 till 5 o'clock, right. um, the last tour being at 4 or 4.30, but the village itself closes at 5.
1: Do they play stickball at the village? Yeah. Not at the village. Uh, I don't think there's an area. Yeah, it, an it open is. space. Uh, they'll go down to the parking lot and play marbles every now and then. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think most of the stickball... Uh, there's various places on the reservation where that occurs. Where,
0: where they where they do that, I, and I know the reservation, uh, the Eastern Band there, the the Qualla Boundary uh, has events going on all the time. Uh, they just recently um, had one that I was uh, over there for, which was the uh, Cherokee Voices Festival, which is put on by the museum there, um, which is quite an event. And I, I I recommend people all the time if you really want to learn something about. Uh, uh, the Cherokee culture, that's the place to go do it. I mean, you go there and, and talk to the, uh, talk to the people there on the boundary and, and, uh, and listen to their stories and, and ask them questions. And, uh, uh, it, it's, it's amazing. And the same thing with Unto These Heels. I think the, uh, the drama, um, gives a, gives a pretty darn good overview of, uh, Particularly of the removal, uh, or, or what is known as the Trail of Tears, and uh, portrays it uh, pretty well. You still don't have the water trail in there, which most people know that uh, that I did, but the, uh, but that's all right. It it gets in there. Um, what what are the hours of for the drama? It starts at what time?
1: Well, the house opens at seven o'clock, so you can go ahead and go in and get comfortable, get your seat, go to concessions, what have you. And there's a pre-show which begins at 7.30, which consists of uh, several things. There's uh, Jared Wildcat, one of our cast members, playing flute, and he is very good. Uh, There's some examples of some of the Cherokee social dances. And uh, the children uh, sing uh, some songs in Cherokee. And that lasts about 15 minutes. And then the main show begins at 8 o'clock and runs for roughly about an hour and 40 minutes rain or shine rain or shine lightning we will hold we're not crazy but other than that we will go on yeah and um and the stage can get interesting when it rains huh yeah it can start to pull up pretty good we uh we perform on 20 tons of compacted play sand and uh it gets pretty soupy in the rain
0: yeah and and then
1: uh uh can people also do a backstage tour? That is part of our uh, VIP package, I believe. And, um, yeah, for more information about that, I would uh, either email uh, Linda Squirrel. And she is our program's director at CHA. And her information is somewhere around here.
0: I think it's Linda
1: at com. Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. Or you can call, um, let's see... You can call 866-554-4557 for more information on that. And um, is there a website as well? Yeah, uh, www.visitcherokeenc.com should give you information on that. But uh, yeah, audience members do have the opportunity to uh, come backstage if they should uh, choose to uh, go that option and take a look at some of the more technical aspects of how we put the show on. And uh, learn some information about the history of the show. And also, uh, we open up the tour for questions at the end so that they can learn more about the culture or whatever they want to ask. I actually lead the tour on Monday night. So if you like the sound of my voice, please come and I'll tell you everything there is to know.
0: There you go, Carson. Now, also, uh, after the show, don't you guys make yourselves available to to meet, uh, sort of meet and greet?
3: Yes, we, um, we take turns uh, going up to the front of the house, climbing all of those stairs um, to meet our audience and just greet them and be present that if they uh, have questions or they just want to say hello. Um, and the kids really enjoy signing autographs for any of the uh, audience members too. But, um, yeah, there's always cast members uh, representing the show up in the house at the end.
0: All right, guys, this is Dale, and Leslie's jumping up and down, so we must be at the end of this segment. We shall return. Welcome back. This is Dale, and you are tuned to Nature's Edge, and today we're talking about... Uh, Cherokee Historical Association. We're talking about the amazing outdoor drama onto these hills uh, with uh, three of the of the cast members here: Carson Lambert, Kara Morrison, and Kara Funky. And we are going to uh, continue. I know when we took a break. Uh, Care number one, Care Morrison. You said you you thought maybe they did play stickball at the village.
2: Uh, I've I've heard people talking about that before. I'm not sure how intense the games got. I think they just like to give guests a, a preview of how kind stickball of would have looked exactly in
0: in the day. Mm-hmm. They actually played stickball as a to settle disputes and and things like that, didn't they? Early on, does anybody know the answer to
1: that? Yeah. Well. The Cherokee, being more of a sedentary agricultural culture, um, the the areas in which they occupied were more or less set. And so, generally, they were pretty peaceful with the surrounding tribes. So, when you're not going to war or anything like that, stickball was, in fact, a way to to do settle Settle things and settle yeah, disputes. And, exactly.
0: Um, and those of you that have not uh, witnessed a, a, a stickball game, they're. Uh, they're pretty rough and tumble. Uh, there's people that uh, wind up limping and uh, bleeding and uh, with broke uh, limbs and legs from it. Uh, it, it gets uh, pretty uh, pretty intense. I was going to ask uh, uh, Carson because I get asked occasionally. What about uh,
1: handicap access to the to the unto these heels, to the drama? Yeah, we definitely facilitate. To people with disability, uh, we have a golf cart which can ferry people uh, down to the seating area. There's also a path um, which goes around the stairs, uh, which wheelchairs can be taken down. And uh, there's a handicapped seating area, so you can actually stay in your chair if you need to and uh, watch the drama from there.
0: Do people need to make arrangements for that in advance, or?
1: Uh, Not necessarily. Um, um, If you do want uh, to sit in the specific handicap area, that is something you want to let the people know when you buy the tickets. But uh, if you also show up, the ushers can facilitate you. And you
0: can buy tickets in advance, correct? If you go online to the website that you were talking about?
1: Absolutely. You can buy them online. Uh, You can call in and purchase them over the phone. And uh, you can also just show up at the door and purchase them at that time.
0: So you can buy can you buy tickets pretty much anywhere in Cherokee or just at the uh, drama or I think they have a don't they have a ticket booth there at the historical uh, building mm-hmm. as well? at the
1: C H A main office um, Let's see that's at the intersection of Sally Boulevard and Drama Road. It's the uh, building with the yellow seven pointed star on the outside. That is our ticket office and it opens. I believe, at uh, 10 a.m. and shuts down about 4. And then after that, uh, you can go up to the Mountainside Theater and purchase the tickets there until the beginning of the show. And
0: uh, do you know the price of tickets, anybody?
1: I believe they are $20 general admission and $23 for reserved seating. That's the preferred seating area. That is the middle section of the theater, front and center. And uh, $30, I believe, is what our VIP tickets are priced at. Now for the VIP ticket, you are going to get, uh, apparently they are sold only on Friday and Saturday nights with reservations made three days minimum in advance of the show date. And that includes a tote bag, souvenir cup, popcorn, cookie, a CD of music from the show, and uh, special seating. You can actually show up a little early if you would like to watch the cast warm up. So that's what's included in the VIP ticket. Believe that is priced at $30.
0: And when they say warm up, they're out there just yelling, folks. I've I've witnessed their warm up, and uh, I guess they're getting their voice or something uh, ready to go when they're when they're all out there. Of uh, course, I'm glad you came. Uh, you seem to know the answers.
1: It's all on the paper. There
0: you go. And uh, and, and he's keeping that paper away from the two ladies, so I guess that's a, that's all right too. Oh, he, he'll share. Oh no, I, he shared it with them down there uh, on that. So. Um, I had another question I was going to ask about the drama, and I just I just went blank. But um, uh, we do want to we do want to, I, I, and of course I know Linda Squirrel very well, and Linda's the one that kind of helped set this up. And uh, um, and who's the director of? Uh, I've gone blank. Mariana. Uh,
2: this year it's uh, Marina Hunley Grant. Marina. Yes. There you go. I,
0: I had just gone blank on her name, but those two ladies are are kind of important to this whole thing, aren't they? And, uh,
2: very much so. Marina is also our artistic director of uh, CHA, so or for um, Mountainside Theater Unto
0: These Hills this And Yeah, Unto These Hills this year. And, yeah, onto, mm-hmm. onto hills this year. Um, so we've talked about the cast and and, uh, and the crew. And again, is, is the crew local, or do they work every year, or they do they hire new crew just like they do with the cast?
3: It works a lot uh, like the cast. Um, the crew, some are new, uh, some are returning some are local and some are audition well come from out of state like a lot of the actors
0: and then um, when you're in rehearsal before you start the season and everything else I guess you have choreographers you have I guess weapon specialists you have people uh, uh, that come in and work with you leading up to that and then I guess they leave and go do something else Uh, is that the way that works
3: yeah, we had about a two-and-a-half-week intense um, rehearsal schedule where we were learning choreography, um, learning fight scenes, um, learning the blocking, and just cramming it all into about two-and-a-half
0: weeks. And you also had a pretty great speaker about the trello Tears, didn't you?
3: <laughs> yes, we did.
0: <laughs> that was me, folks, at the, when I was invited to come up there and talk to them. And, and I can tell you, it is... It is an amazing uh, drama. Uh, I've been fortunate. I've seen a lot of the dramas all over the United States, a lot of the outdoor dramas, and I, I highly recommend this one, not just because uh, it's, it's something that's near, dear to my heart, but uh, they really put on, uh, put on quite, a, quite a show. Um, I know some nights, don't you have musicians or, or singers up front? Uh, before the show starts, like up with the ticket areas and things? Or was that something that I just imagined one one time?
1: Uh, We should look into that.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, this year we've added something new where we're actually having some music play up at the top of the house so that when people are walking into the theater, they're hearing recorded music, um, just to put them in the mood and the feel of the show.
0: Um, Okay, and then... uh, But it's 7.30, I know the show starts today, but at 7.30 you have, you mentioned you have uh, some flute playing and uh, maybe some storytelling or some other things kind of warming the audience up.
1: Right. Right. Uh, yeah. That's the the kids are going to sing some songs in Cherokee. There is some flute playing and uh, some of the social dances as well are performed. And then every now and then we'll have sort of a special event for pre-show. Uh, last week, we had the Cherokee Nation Youth Choir from Oklahoma yeah. come in and do a, a special performance for us. So it can vary. And they're, and they're pretty amazing themselves. They were very good. I didn't want to follow them. But yeah. We did anyway, and we got applause, so I think it went all right.
0: Yeah, yeah, That that's, uh, yeah, they're a tough act to follow. And, uh, you have to go in right there uh, afterward. Um, I know there are concession stands there. I mean, there's places for people to get something to eat and something to drink. And uh, uh, what about merchandise? Can they buy uh, T-shirts and stuff? Do you guys know if they have T-shirts available front to these deals and Baseball caps? Well, they have so?
2: all sorts of things. Um, they do have T-shirts. They have different things for kids, like stuffed animals and things. They have cups, tote bags, pretty much anything you can think of. Um, let's see. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they sell CDs and um, just all kinds of different things that are related to the show. So if you want to pick up a souvenir for your family or anything just to remember the trip, we have a lot of things that we offer up at the top of the house.
0: Is, there, is the CDs... Um uh, of the of the production or the, or outtakes of the production do you know or are they just
1: is it music i believe it's uh dennis Yeary's score to the show
0: yeah and uh, you want to tell people who dennis is well wow. dennis
1: is our music director i believe is his title yeah and uh he has written and recorded all the music for the show and he is pretty amazing he has some serious creds for his name he's collabed with uh, ken burns on lewis and clark and the west and uh he's he's a very talented man he's again one of those guys that comes in for about two and a half weeks just to make sure everything is edited correctly and then goes on to the next thing
0: yeah he's an amazing man and uh i've got a few of his cds and, and his music is pretty phenomenal you're listening to dale this is nature's edge we're going to take a little break and we will be back and and finish up our discussion on on unto these hills i love hotel california this is Dale, and we are back for this last little segment of Nature's Edge today. And we've been talking uh, to uh, Mr. Carson Lambert, Kara Marson, and Karen Funky about um, they are cast in the uh, the amazing outdoor drama "Unto These Hills" and uh, and do other things. And one of the things, guys, I want to talk to you a little bit about this time, uh, particularly two of you, uh, Carson. You're Cherokee, correct?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, you mentioned when you were reading my bio, I am a first descendant of yeah. the Eastern Man of Cherokee. My father is an enrolled member. Uh, I am not. Uh, I don't meet the blood quantum. I do uh, have my great grandmother and great grandfather are uh, on the Baker Roll, uh, the total census taken of the Eastern Cherokee Nation in 1924, and uh, I actually grew up in South Carolina. And uh, so for me, this was a really cool experience to sort of get in touch with my roots if you will um i grew up coming to the show and uh not really knowing that much about the culture so it's been really cool for me to uh sort of immerse myself in it and learn about it what do you think is the most interesting
0: thing that you've learned Carson? is there is there one thing that really stands out something you didn't know or something that uh, uh has been interesting and i know that's sort of a loaded question but
1: hmm uh really all of it i know uh I know that's not a very specific answer, but for me, uh, just getting to learn about the culture and specifically talk to the people who still live it every day has been the coolest part to me.
0: Yeah. And, and there really are. I, th- I think that's been one of the the things that I've enjoyed the most when I'm over there is really being immersed by the people that do live in our Cherokee every day and, and think about that. And, um, Karen Morrison, what about you? Um, you do you um uh, you identify yourself as american indian
2: um i i do uh my father is american indian uh my mother is not but i have always um uh thought of myself as um being american indian and just because i know my father grew up with a lot of the things attached to being an american indian yeah. and that has been passed on to me of course so i i do identify myself as such
0: as as such and uh And Kara you're German?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of German, uh, a little bit of uh, Chinese, too. Um, But not being Native American, I have really enjoyed coming here and learning about the culture, like Carson was saying, and just being immersed um, in uh, living in Cherokee and meeting new friends. And learning about their history through the drama, through the Indian village, um, it's been a really neat privilege to be um, to be here and be part of this story.
0: Anything that uh, really stands out for you that uh, that you've learned being around this this culture?
3: Everything. <laughs> there you go.
0: See, they just don't want to come up with one thing and uh, making it a thing, but it it, it is. It is everything. I mean, I can appreciate that. Um, there's a little bit of, of of every little little daily things and and how we think, how we perceive the world, how we look, how we solve problems, and all of that. So it really is a a, a little bit of um, of everything. Um, Kara, the the back to you and and uh, identifying yourself as an American Indian. The um, um, any anything that really stands out for you as as a as a young um, uh, Indian lady that that I guess you might want people to know about the culture?
2: Um, well, I didn't. I will say I did not grow up knowing the culture. That's something I've taken on later in life. Um, but one thing that sticks out to me that I love about Cherokee culture is that. Um, it was always more of a Only take what you need It's very much a community You take care of each other It's very much a, a sense of um, Being with your brothers Taking care of one another And I really like that I, We don't see that in today's American society As much It's a, you know, take what I want But even uh, back in the day With Cherokee They would have storage houses Where people would make things or they would bring yeah. their food and you would only take little things you would never take more than what you needed and i i love that about cherokee culture because i still get a sense of that today
0: um course i know there are other things that the the historical association is involved in and i know one of the things uh uh could you talk a little bit Do you know much about the uh the annual trail of tears memorial walk
1: actually uh I don't as much about that in particular. Um, I think that is a good thing, and if you'd like to tell your listeners a little more about that, that would be great.
0: The, yeah, the um, it is a it is a walk that's. Uh,
1: I think it's held in in the first of October
0: or around uh, around the first of October, and um, it's it's a five uh, k walk, and it's around the Cherokee River Loop Trail, and and uh, the the walk is really done to to honor and celebrate. Uh, the men and women and children on the um that were on the infamous uh, trail of tears and uh I know uh Linda Squirrel again is involved with it and uh if you want to register to do that or, or be a part of it uh you can go to call Linda at eight two eight four nine seven one one two five and guys I'll post these uh these uh phone numbers and, and how to get ticket information for onto these hills and some of the other information on my on my Facebook page, so uh, you will uh, be able to do that. But I really uh, recommend anyone that's interested in the Trail of Tears, a to see the drama unto these hills, uh, b to visit the village. Certainly visit the uh, the Museum of the Cherokee Indian, which is one of the finer museums in the uh, in the United States that that deal with the American Indian, and uh, uh, and do the uh, do the do the walk. Uh, Also, I know that the, uh, and Carson mentioned it early on, that there is membership uh, available to the Cherokee Historical Association, and it's always open to anyone. Uh, And I think they have different levels, a a young student level that's uh, around $20 or so to join, and that gets you uh, some comp tickets into uh, into the village or the drama. Uh, and there's some other perks associated with that. So, if you really have an interest in the Cherokee, and particularly Eastern Band of the Cherokee, I do recommend that you look at, uh, getting a membership through the Cherokee Historical Association. And again, we can
1: talk about ways that you can do that.
0: Uh, anything else, Carson?
1: Uh, That that is a good point that you do mention about the memberships. It does start out with student all the way on up to Chota. There's different levels, and that's at $1,000. And, again, they do come with many, many perks, a bunch of tickets to the drama and the village, discounts on merchandise at both places. And, uh, again, CHA is a nonprofit organization, and they do operate for the benefit of spreading the culture. So if you are interested... Like Mr. Stewart said, in the culture, then I would recommend joining the Cherokee Historical Association.
0: Absolutely. Kara uh, Morrison, you got any last words or anything you want to say?
2: Um, just thank you and come see Unto These Hills this year.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and uh, when it's over, ask to see uh, Carson and, and the two Caras and uh, have your picture made with them uh, uh, in their amazing uh, uh, costumes that they put on. All right, Kara Funky. Any last words, anything you want to say about uh, Unto These Hills or anything?
3: Same as uh, Caro was saying, come, come see Unto These Hills, and it's been a rewarding experience for me to be part of it and hopefully rewarding experience um, and very educational for those that come to see it.
1: Just real quick, Carson, what character do you play? I play Major Ridge, now he was a member of the Treaty Party, unfortunately that was the group that wanted to sign the Treaty of New Echota which did lead to the removal of the Cherokee. So I come at it from a perspective, although in the eyes of history he's more of a villain, I would consider he really does believe he's doing what is best for his people, so I try to play him as sincerely as possible. And he was later assassinated. By his own people in Oklahoma, unfortunately. yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kara Marson, what's your character?
3: I play Lucy. She's Sally's daughter-in-law.
0: And Kara number two?
3: I play Nanyi, who is Sally's wife.
0: Uh, Guys, I wish we had more time to, to visit with you today, but we are up against the clock. This is Dale Stewart, Nature's Edge, and until next time, guys, I will see you in the wild.